Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Coming up, we have stories about Roombas falling into pools, winning money, relationship drama, childhood trauma, no authority over stepchildren, and a cake story. It's going to be a good time. Hang in there. Am I the astronaut because I LMAO'd when my mom told me her Roomba fell into the pool? I'm on the phone with her, and she's in her winter residence in Florida, Snowbird, and telling me that she was cleaning her house and left the screen door open. And I'm like, where are you going with this? Because my mom kind of rambles a bit with stories that go nowhere. And then she says the Roomba was missing, and she found it at the bottom of the pool. That completely caught me off guard, and I'm howling with laughter. And my mom is like, it's not funny. That's a $400 machine. And somehow, that made it even funnier. And she's not making it easy for me, because she's describing that apparently it didn't die right away. And for a minute, the little brush things were still going around like it was trying to doggy paddle its way out of there. So my mom is angry that the Roomba wasn't built with some sort of safety device in case it falls into water, like flotation bags are supposed to pop out of it like chitty chitty bang bang or something. And at this point, I'm in literal tears from laughing so hard. So mom's angry. The Roomba is dead. And I'm probably not invited to Easter dinner. No, that's freaking hilarious. How are you not supposed to laugh at that? We're NTAing this right off the bat because uh, it's a funny story. It is a funny story. Almost as funny as if your Roomba, people, people who have Roombas or similar and dogs, they know the true hell of having a Roomba. You know where I'm going with this. Sometimes a dog will get sick in the floor and the Roomba will find it. And not just like find it and be like, oh, crap, I stepped in shit. Shut down everything. It'll smear it across the entire GD house. Make a little art, like poo art all across the all across the floor. That's worse than a pool. The Roomba's alive, but you got to disassemble the entire thing and like clean it. In case you're wondering, this has happened to me. Like the second time you use your Roomba. It has it has created its its perimeters, right? And then you're like you're like just do the area that you already know, unless you had it on like free roam mode, and it was like, oh look, a new area. I do think uh, if you do have a Roomba, you've got to put something on it to make it some kind of decorative or uh, or fun entertainment device for your animals. It also, Opie, if mom is going to disinvite you from Easter dinner because you laughed at at this silly thing, then uh, I wouldn't want to go. 
I don't want to go somewhere where I can't laugh at shit. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder with another Reddit story for you. This one is from the AITA subreddit as well and is titled, Am I the astronaut for not telling my boyfriend I won money 15 years ago? I don't know what I did wrong or if what I did is wrong and I need some advice. I don't want to post this on my real account because I'd like to be as anonymous as possible. My boyfriend, 35 male, and I, 35 female, were discussing finances as we wanted to be on the same page. My boyfriend moved in with me unexpectedly three months ago as his landlord decided to move into the property with his family. We were discussing finances and the topic of how I own my place came up. I explained that I won some money, not a lot, but enough to be able to put myself through nursing school, purchase my home and have some savings back in 2009 and bought my place outright and then rented it out until I moved back into it in late 2018. Obviously, I had some luck on my side as this was right in the middle of the recession. So I got my place for real cheap. He says I deceived him by giving him the impression that I was a financially well off person and that I led him to believe I was more business savvy than I was. Okay. I don't know how I did that because I literally work as a nurse, make decent money, fully own my home, fully own my car, have decent retirement plans and decent savings. I'm fairly certain that I'm financially better off than most people I know. He said that he can't trust me anymore and that he was stupid to have listened to my financial advice. But the thing is, I never gave him any financial advice except for telling him not to buy a car that was, in my opinion, unreliable and much too expensive. Did I deceive him by not telling him how I got myself financially stable? FYI, we have been dating for almost a year and a half. Edit. I just had another very weird conversation with him, and I honestly can't wrap my head around it. Yeah, so he's definitely a gold digger. He asked me how much I have in savings and seemed impressed with how much, and then said maybe he reacted too aggressively. Then asked slash told me that he still wants the car I advised him not to get. He advised at me getting it for him as a birthday present since it's his birthday in early March. I'm definitely dumping him. Gonna wait till my two sisters and my two brother-in-laws can come over before I break up with him in case he reacts crazy. Edit to he's jealous and also resentful. He's ranting about how he would have tripled the money if he had won it. Edit three, he's saying that my money is wasted on me because I don't make it make money. Apparently, I should have been investing my savings in high-yielding stocks and other shit. FYI, I do get financial advice from a financial advisor that I trust, but I am risk-averse, so I would never invest it in the manner this idiot is telling me. Sure, the chance to get a lot of money is there, but so is the chance to lose. Edit 4. He's now on a crazy rant because I suggested we take a break from this argument because I don't want to ruin my few days off. My God, I can't believe how he's behaving. He thinks he's so clever, but I am thoroughly disgusted. Oh, it is absolutely over between us. Edit five. Last one. Okay, so I understand him better now. So my house slash the property it's on is what led him to believe I was much richer than I am. He assumed I was loaded. So me telling him that I actually got lucky pissed him off. Then when he found out how much in savings and assets I have, he perked up and had a change of mind. And he's now telling me that with just a quarter of my money, he can show me how to invest on the stock market and make real money. Oh, he is genuinely deluded. He gets a Delulu award. Also gets this. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> I, 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 uh, question if this guy is so good at making money, make money. Where's the money that he made 
he had to move in with you, right? Because his landlord moved into his place. But but that means that he didn't have another choice. So where's where's the proof? There's no pudding. There's no there's no pudding to show the proof, Brozo. It just pisses him right off that she was able to do this and got herself in a financially sound position with whatever winnings that she got. But from then, from that point, has been able to grow incrementally and safely because she is risk averse and did what she wanted to do. She wanted to be out of debt, right? What any risk averse person would do. She wanted to be out of debt and to be saving money. So because she's a risk averse person, his first instinct here is to be like, you know what? I think I need to show you the world of risk. I can show you the world. Uh, I can show you how to end up broke. That's what he wants to show you. And now he's trying to convince you to give him a quarter of your money so he can show you how to make it make money. Yeah. Yeah. Winner written all over the place here. He already got the Brozo Award. Um, so her question here was, am I the astronaut for for not telling my boyfriend that I won money 15 years ago. First of all, he's just your boyfriend. You're not married. Even if you were married, disclosing something that happened 15 years ago that has nothing to do with this person and doesn't change anything about the present state is, is no. You misled him. You misrepresented yourself somehow by never giving any financial advice or saying jack shit about anything. Uh, no. No. And the fact that he got pissed off because you won money and then changed his tune when he figured out how much you had in savings is just like red flag a palooza with this guy. You, good OP, RNTA. Uh, your your brozo douche cannot of a, an ex boyfriend here. We're gonna send all the way up to ask on one because because this guy is just. Uh, I don't I don't know that he realizes that what he's doing here is misogynistic, too, because he's he's mansplaining how to make money, make money to someone who has money when he doesn't. It's just it's so ironically twisty and fun in the best kind of way. Here's the problem, though. He lives with you now. He lives with you, OP. Yes. And you keep saying throughout these edits. Oh, yeah, it's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. When is it actually going to be over? You're, you're going to have to kick him out of your house quick. Otherwise, this is not going to go well. He does that. Stacey Ann says he doesn't like her. He, th- he likes how he thinks he can benefit from her. <laughs> yes, I, I forgot all about the uh, dropping hints about buying him a car outright for his birthday. So he's just looking for sh- for a sugar mama. No, I, why would you? Why? Gosh, dang. It's crazy. Two years later, still waiting. Good night. All right, here we go. Title of this one is Told My Wife, Female 35, That She Couldn't Do It Without Me, Male 34. Turns out she can. <laughs> uh, just just for future, future reference, OP, if you could include what it is in the title, um, teenage boys like me wouldn't jump to conclusions so quickly. A little more information. 
Let's dive into it. Uh, am I wrong in this fight? January 17th, 2024. My wife and I don't fight much, and when we do fight, we usually communicate well afterwards and things go back to normal. I brag to my friends about how reasonable my wife is and her ability to communicate and empathize is something I deeply admire. She doesn't hold grudges. She talks me through my rough times. Until now. Due to a fire, my wife is out of work but still earning her salary, thanks insurance. We decided she would stay home with our young son while out of work. She doesn't love child rearing, which is something we knew going into having kids. Honestly, it's hard to tell. She's a great mom, present and loving even when I can see that she's struggling inside. I give my wife a lot of breaks. We are co-parents. Split bedtime routines for our two kids. We both pull our weight. (coughs) Excuse me. Yesterday was a snow day. My daughter was home with my wife and son. I was working from home downstairs all day. I helped my daughter with cyber school until noon. My wife was with my son in the snow all morning, plowing the drive and sidewalks, etc., maintaining the house. My daughter joined them, and from the sound of things and some videos, she brought her friends over for playing and hot chocolate. I worked until around 5 o'clock, and when I went upstairs, it was chaos. My wife was doing laundry and helping my daughter, who fell and hurt herself on the ice. She sent home the friends, and we had dinner. I did the cleanup, and right after finishing, keep in mind I've been downstairs working all day, not even a bathroom break after noon, I go into the playroom and my wife approaches me. It goes like this. Her. Hey, can I go lay down for a bit? This may be offensive. I admit I had a face and said, me. I haven't gone to the bathroom all day, and I put cookies in the oven. I can tell I messed up just by the face she gave me. Her. Fine. Never mind. Forget I asked. Heaven forbid. Now I'm sensing some attitude and know I've misstepped here, so I say, me. No, it's it's fine. I'll take care of it. Go go take a break. To my complete shock, in front of our kids, who I admit aren't paying as much attention, but they are still close, my wife says, I said, never f***ing mind. I've been running around on my feet all day watching our kids and other people's kids, and heaven forbid I ask for 20 minutes to myself. I again say, go take a break. I told you it was fine. But she's clearly lost her marbles and is seeing red. She starts cleaning up and helping with the kids, and I do too. I tried to overcompensate, but she just took over caring for them, and they listened to her. In the hall, I said, I think you forget I work all day. And she viciously says, her, thanks for reminding me. I almost forgot. I feel like an ass. I get that she works hard caring for the kids, but I work hard too. I think not having her job and escape is making her reaction to this fight worse. She texted me the next day with her usual communication. She expressed how upset she felt with my behavior and the way that I acted toward her. She said she was feeding and taking care of six kids all day in the snow alone and still cleaned the entire house and deep cleaned our craft room. I explained that I'm stressed out at work and that I didn't get why she's so upset since I offered her a break, but she said, I don't want your pity breaks. She ended it with, thanks for the apology, by the way, which, yeah, I didn't exactly apologize, but for what? And then she asked for the number to my daughter's piano teacher. The piano teacher was the only activity that I managed for the kids. I found out that she texted her asking to go through my wife from now on as she will be managing the schedule. Normally, my wife would text me asking if I can get my daughter from dance on the way home yesterday. I do this every week. I didn't hear anything, and when I got home, I found out my wife dropped and picked her up. I confronted my wife with... I am very present with my children. Do not make me out to be an absent father. My wife responded with, If I didn't manage and ask you for help, you'd see them a quarter of the time that you do now. And I'm done managing you. I get it. I should have just smiled and agreed when she asked for some help, but this is extreme. She's having a fit and trying to ice me out of my relationship with my kids. It's so petty. It's like I don't even know this woman. 
Gone is the reasonable, level-headed communicator. So if you made it this far, thank you. And please tell me if I'm wrong here. Before we dive into the update, let's talk about this for a second. It went wrong from the very beginning here. And let's back up and, and evaluate here for a second. We'll get into the update. We'll dive into the update. But but when when she asked for 20 minutes, this is this is what happened. She said, I need 20 minutes. And he said, I, I haven't even gone to the bathroom today. Like somehow that's supposed to affect her need for 20 minutes. Uh, and if you've seen the, the Bluey episode when mom needs 20 minutes, sometimes a parent, person, human just needs 20 minutes to regain their shit. Right. And denying someone their 20 minutes is not a great idea, especially when that someone is your partner. And that's what he did. He used he used his his somehow martyrdom of not going to the bathroom, making the choice not to go to the bathroom since noon as as some kind of benchmark. That's like, oh, you should you shouldn't need 20 minutes. You don't deserve 20 minutes. Hell, if you need 20 minutes, I need 20 minutes like it's some freaking competition thing. And it's not like that at all. So not recognizing and empathizing what his wife was feeling right then was the misstep. And everything just snowballed from there. But it was not being willing to recognize that she just needed 20 minutes and instead turning it into some kind of competition that has just snowballed and snowballed and gotten worse. And he keeps digging himself a hole here. And even when he's reflecting on it, he's like, yeah, but what do I have to apologize for? Dude, hopefully this guy never finds himself in a position where all he's doing is caring for kids all day and he needs 20 minutes. He's not going to be able to ask for it. Not at all. Not going to be able to ask for it. Oh, and and I, I don't think he's discounting the amount of work that she's doing caring for the kids. I think, let me backtrack that. I don't think he's discounting that it's work. I think he is discounting how much work it is, especially when it's something that she's not used to doing all the time. This is something that she views as work. She doesn't love child rearing. They knew that going into it. So, so to put the smile on and do it, and make sure that the kids don't know any different. It's just a great freaking time they're being cared for. That is harder. It is that much harder to do that. So she just needed her 20 minutes. The way that he approached this said to her, you don't deserve the 20 minutes. You shouldn't need it. And if he tried to backtrack it at all by by saying, no, 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 go do it. Go do it. The damage was already done at that point. So uh, let's see. Let's see what he does in the update here. Uh, let's see what he does in the update to hopefully make it better. Update January 26th, 2024, which was uh, nine days after the original here. I made one stupid, selfish comment to my wife over a week or so ago, and now my life is in disarray. My wife is in some crisis. Her work is closed and she's being paid, but she's home with her kids now, including one three-year-old. She gets breaks on Monday and Friday with childcare. We went into having kids knowing she wanted to be a working mother, so this has been an adjustment to say the least. On to the OG fight. She spent a long day with her kids and the neighboring kids. And when I came upstairs from work and she asked for a break, I didn't respond well. I made excuses and didn't offer help. And for the first time in years, my wife lost her temper and cursed at me. Like an idiot, I dug in and thought I was right. I admit we both said some unkind things. But after Reddit humbled me and she made me sit down and write a list of things I did for the family that and compared it with her longer list, I apologized. She accepted and I figured things would go back to normal. They happened. My wife used to include me in parenting our kids. I did dance pickup most weeks and bedtime was split. I gave baths, made dinner, all the stuff. Since our fight, 
My wife hasn't asked me for any help with the kids. The first morning I woke up on what was supposed to be my morning with the kids. I figured she was just being nice or trying to prove a point, but it keeps happening. She didn't even send them down to say goodnight last night. Normally, my wife does this silly game where she sends my son to ask me to read five books, and then we would negotiate down to one or two and race upstairs. Last night, I heard her racing him and came to find her doing bedtime yet again. The kids haven't even noticed. It's like she's replacing me. When we were fighting, I said something really, really dumb that's living inside me and festering. My wife was being nasty and said, you wouldn't see the kids a quarter of the time as much as you do if I didn't arrange it and I'm done managing you. I defended myself. I'm not an absent parent and said something along the lines of, I'd like to see how you can manage without me. Ah, Consider my foot officially in my mouth. She started running again. She's cooking really healthy and often. Every night I come home to my perfectly happy Stepford wife doing it all without me and I feel empty inside. How do I fix this? I don't even know where to begin. At this point, I want to beg her to go back to how things were. This wasn't what we agreed upon. Relevant comments. I don't know. Step up. Get involved without her organizing it or instructing you. Are you really this daft? thinking the same thing here it's like you're being excluded op by your own lack of initiative does someone have to manage you to get you included in your kid's life because that's not good why don't you just initiate just step in and do things make yourself a part of it instead of waiting for somebody to tag you in or to tell to give you a job original op it's difficult when they prefer her and she seems to do everything better than me I work often as well. It helps to have her give me a heads up on the plan with the kids, but I'm getting but I'm getting now that maybe that's done and over with. Another commenter, but he doesn't know what to do if she doesn't send the kid to him with an instruction of what books and how many are to be read. How is he supposed to know what to do? A little bit of facetiousness going on there. Somebody was being feces. OP, this wasn't a silly game. This was a woman noticing you are never going to just go read your own kid a book, so she made it into a game for the child. So the child doesn't have to watch his mom come over to dad and say, please read him a book for the love of God, please. Because that would give the kid an inkling that you're not doing it out of your own free will, and if and, and if not instructed, you would not do it ever. And that could be upsetting. Original OP, okay, I admit it. This hit me hard. Man, do you really think that's what the game is? I hate that it makes sense to me. How are you just now seeing this, OP? OP once again told to do more by Reddit. Uh, original OP, I'm confused, okay? I had this perfect life with an amazing, successful wife and great job. We juggled two careers and two kids like champions, always communicating who is there, doing what activity, working together to manage the American dream of doing it all. Then my wife's job burns down and she's home all the time doing everything. She gets stressed and we fight and now she's totally different. Uh, I degaff about warm meals and a Stepford wife. I want my wife, my partner, my teammate, and yes, my f-ing manager back. She was amazing. And now I managed to f- it up like always by sticking my foot in my mouth. She's still perfect, only now I know she's not doing what she wants and that I have failed her in some way that seems to have broken her or maybe fixed her. I don't know. Like I said, I'm confused and apparently an idiot. Original OP, when asked if maybe his wife wants an equal partner, you won't believe me anyways. I've been with my wife since we were kids, 15 or 16. I know this woman. She loved doing it all, and she was amazing at it. She always bragged about being a working mom, but she never put down women that stayed home. Her mother was a stay-at-home mom that got married super young. My wife didn't want that life. We used to joke about her earning more than me so I could stay home. She never complained about the kids' schedule either. She did drop-offs at daycare and I did pickups. We had a rhythm and flow. I think not being home during the day with them made her soak in the time at night, maybe more than I did. I don't know, but honestly, I think she was happy. Original OP again explains his wife's work schedule. 
My wife works with animals and makes her own schedule. She can schedule days off whenever so she is more flexible. She is home to take the kids into daycare. Then I would pick them up and drop them off at my mom's and my wife would get them around four. She does not need to work. I pay the majority of the bills. My wife's job earns less, but that doesn't make it less worthy. She actually affects the world. I just type at a computer all day and deal with air emissions. My wife works to pay for daycare. It's her big expense. I do mortgage and everything else. She also uses her money to buy stuff. She has full access to my account and often transfers money when low. I do not have access to her account. It's a personal boundary of my wife's that she always has her own private money. I don't need or want that myself, so she manages most of the finances. My wife has traumas around being stuck as a homemaker and baby maker. Okay. So we get a little bit more insight into there. We've got uh, we've got one more, I think, edit to read on here. Original OP adds edits to post. Edit. Guys, I get it. I'm a piece of shit. I'm going to make this right. Edit two. Thank you to the handful of people that reached out with advice. Believe it or not, I do want to be a good father and husband. I've royally f***ed up and I see that and fully admit it. This is going to be my only edit and then I'm going to get off the phone for a while and focus my attention on my family. My wife had dinner cooked when I got home. Everything is fine between us, so there wasn't any tension. After we cleaned up, I went upstairs and ran my wife a bath, put Taylor Swift on her Alexa and lit a few candles. I told her to go relax upstairs for the night. She was surprised but smiled and went on her way. I'm currently on the toilet watching my kids take a bath. People mentioned love bombing, etc., but I'm just trying anything I can to show her I do appreciate and love her and our family, and I want to be a present father. I'm going to do bedtime tonight and probably all next week. I'll tell her she does so much during the day and deserves a break because it's the truth. I get that I come off as an asshole. I grew up in not a great situation and didn't have the best role models growing up. I'm terrified of my children not having enough, and I overcompensate by working too much. This new job came with a big pay increase, but the hours are longer and I feel like I can never keep up. I've reached out to a few recruiters tonight. I used to love my job and was always home by 4.30. Even if it means taking the lost income, I think I'm going back. Relationships are hard and humans aren't perfect. For all the people telling me my kids don't love me and I'm a waste of space, I don't know, guys. Just remember I'm an actual person. That shit's rough. Anyways, that's all I have for you folks. I need to watch these kiddos and start planning out my long road of groveling and reconnecting. Thanks all. Wowza. Original OP added comments after the best of Redditor update was posted. Comment one back on after a while. And I see this comment right away. Thanks for asking. The update is slow moving. My wife and I had a few nights of talking and crying that have helped make us stronger. I know everyone hates hates me, but I do love my wife and she ever and had she ever expressed an unequal workload before this fight, I would have put effort into learning about it and fixing it. As it stands, we agreed to therapy. My wife feels like her reaction to our fight was out of her norm and wants to start her own therapy to help. I fully support that. I also do weekly therapy and find it helpful. Boy, was this week fun for my therapist. Anyways, I looked deep into weaponized incompetence and unequal mental workloads and have come to realize I'm essentially another head to manage for my wife. We agreed to be partners in this life, and somewhere along the line, I lost that thread. She still claims she wants to manage our schedules, but I don't want to be that husband or father. I have always thought my wife was amazing and looked up to her WWAD, what would wife's name do, is my motto. I want to be more like her, so I need to learn how to manage myself and my time and my kids' time without her help. I've asked to take on the parenting responsibilities 100%. I didn't realize she needed to do so much shit. It's been eye-opening. I don't know how long we will keep this up either. My wife isn't the biggest fan of handing over the reins. 
Reddit's hate has lit a fire under my ass. Having so many outside people looking into the situation and simultaneously getting the ick from me has been humbling. Comment two, I think I'm going to go with what my wife and I decided in terms of deciding what's realistic or sincere. I wanted to see what it felt like to be 100% in control of everyone's schedule and making sure to take care of it. It's incredibly difficult to constantly be reminding myself of the time and who needs what and when, but it's also been humbling and rewarding. We both know it won't last forever and we will get back to finding our new healthy medium. Things won't go back to before and they won't stay like this forever, but for now, now I'm taking over doctors and school duty, and when we sign up my son for kindergarten next year, I'll be doing all the work for that and making sure I'm fully involved in the things I missed with my daughter. I'm going to be a better dad, and that's just final. So here, here, and I see, I see a lot. See, so does I? I see your your feedback there about it feeling a little bit extreme um, on her part here, and I think that. Um, Action wise, a lot of this was was initiated on his end. And what we have to remember is that she was happy being a working mom and her world was turned upside down. And she just took up the mantle of being the stay at home mom and just just decided she was going to rock it out, which I'm sure was incredibly emotionally and mentally taxing for her, but did it with a smile on her face. The one time when she finally got to the point where she's like, "Okay, I need 20 minutes. He did stick his foot in his mouth. He did recognize that, right? He recognized it. Um, but the the teamwork approach to working through that is admirable here. The fact that he owns it and he just decided he was going to put his family first, whatever that meant or changed, and he was going to work through it is admirable. There's still a long way to go. It did kind of pendulum swing um, an extreme to the opposite direction for him saying, okay, I want to take it 100%. I don't think you have to do that to compromise. Compromise is not... 100% the opposite direction. It is meeting somewhere in the middle and finding something that really works for you guys. And I know that this isn't a forever thing. He said that it is so he can feel what it's like and then they can find some kind of happy medium that works for them together. And and I'm happy that he's doing that. Ultimately, he knows what makes his wife happy is to be working. And I think a lot of this has to do with feeling like just a mother, just a wife. Whenever you are stuck at home and and largely cut off from the outside world, I think you start to lose a lot of your identity about who you really are because you're just serving other people 24-7. And I imagine that gets really hard for somebody whose world has been turned upside down and they get thrust into that immediately. I'm sure that is very, very taxing. He recognized where he screwed up. He's going, they are together on on a path to fix it now. And I admire that. It is not a stalemate the fact that they were able to talk this through and actually work towards some kind of solution or they are working toward it right now they haven't found it yet but but working together is the solution here uh and they are at least doing that so another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another Reddit story for you. This one is actually from a different subreddit. It's, uh, Oh No Consequences. Title of this one is My Son, Male 28, has accused me, Male 64, of treating him like a second-class citizen. My son, Phil, cut most contact with me and our family when he moved out. So for about seven years now, we barely hear from him apart from the holidays and such. This last Christmas, he visited, which he doesn't do usually, and he revealed that he had gotten engaged. My wife and I, as well as our other son, Carl, were all shocked since we didn't even know Phil was seeing anybody. Turns out they've been together for years and years, and he just never told us. We congratulated him, but I reached out after New Year's and asked him to talk. This last week, we met for coffee. I told him that it was kind of hurtful that we had never known about his relationship until Christmas. He sat and listened, and after I finished, he said, okay, and nodded. No other response or reaction. I asked him if there was anything he wanted to say about it, and asked if somehow I'm out of line for feeling hurt about this. Little did I know this was going to set him off. Phil asked if I wanted him to be honest, and of course I said yes. He said that knowing about his life and his relationships after he moved out of the house is not a right. And it was a privilege that our family and I did not have. I was shocked by this and asked if I had somehow offended or slighted him. And he got the most incredulous look on his face. He asked if I was being serious. And I said, yes, I am, because I truly don't know what he was talking about. This is where he said that for the two decades that he lived with us, our entire family treated him like crap and like he was a second class citizen. His first complaint was about his bedroom. Phil and his older brother, Carl, male 31 now, shared a bedroom when they were children. When Carl was around 15, he felt uncomfortable sharing a room with Phil and really wanted his own space. We didn't have a spare bedroom. So one day when Phil was at school, we moved his things out of Carl's bedroom. And from then on, his bed was in the corner of our upstairs living room. We had a partition set up so we could have some privacy. His second complaint was about food. When he was far younger, he was really very picky and only wanted to eat plain pasta or buttered toast. We tried everything to get him to open up with food, but he just never did. He learned how to toast bread and make pasta, and honestly, after about 10 years of this, my wife kind of stopped cooking for him. He eventually did start eating normal food, but he'd make it himself. His third and final complaint was about chores. Carl has mild OCD and clinical depression, and I'll admit that in this instance, we did allow him a bit of leeway that Phil didn't get. Carl didn't clean the house ever but one of Phil's regular chores was cleaning his room. It seemed normal at the time, but in the cafe, Phil made it seem like we were using him like a slave. He said for years he was scrubbing toilets and cleaning a room that wasn't even his. He's referring to having had to clean Carl's room a few times. When times were tough, we'd ask him to clean Carl's room as well as his, and another regular chore was bathroom duty. Listing out all of it in the cafe, it was hard to disagree with him. At the time when he was younger, it all seemed like normal family stuff. I asked him why he never talked to us about this and he never brought it up. And his response was that he didn't feel comfortable enough with us. I was really upset and confused by now. 
I said that he lived with us for over two decades and he never once communicated this and I'm sorry, but this was all just news to me. He scoffed and said that I can't act like it's news that living in a corner for years made him feel like crap. He stopped engaging in the conversation and said basically the following. I appreciate what you and mom did for me, but I never felt welcome in your house and I, and I decided that we shouldn't be in much contact when I moved out. We're all much happier now, so I didn't see a reason to change that. I love you, but this is just the way it's going to be from now on. I'll send you an invite to the wedding. When I got home, I told my wife about all of this and she was angry. She said it was unfair of Phil to drop all of this on me and that he had never once complained or said anything about it at the time and that he was making his childhood sound worse than it was as an excuse to cut us out. I calmed her down, but she's still upset with him. I'm not. I remember the things Phil talked about it and he's right to feel angry and upset. I just want to know how I can repair my relationship with him. He's still my son and I want to build a relationship with him. What do I do? How do I fix this? Uh, okay. So <sighs> what a warped view of his childhood. Gen X says, I, I don't know. like there's two perspectives you have to take here, right? From, from the parents perspective, I, all the things that he's talking about, none of them, not, none of them seem like crazy things like having to clean his own room and doing bathroom duty once in a while. Like, not a crazy thing. The whole moving the bedroom out to, moving his bed out to the corner of the living room. I, I assume he was consulted about this first because he was complaining about having to stay in his room in the room with his brother. A lot of kids have to share rooms. I understand it's, it's not super convenient, but, but as long as it was his choice to move his bed out there, uh, I, I, you know, he said he wasn't consulted. Okay. So that out of all the things here is, is, is a little bit of a weird thing, right? Um, Everything else that he's talking about doesn't seem like something that would be perceived as trauma, but the discomfort that he talks about making him not want to talk about things that, you know, that, that starts to make some sense here. Carl had the parents, Carl had the parents move. Okay. Okay. Hang on. His first complaint was about the bedroom. Phil and his older brother, Carl shared a bedroom when they were children. When Carl was around 15, he felt uncomfortable sharing a room with Phil. Okay. So Carl essentially had them kick Phil out of his room. Okay, now that makes a lot more sense. Um, he was just booted out. And Carl also is the one who received some kind of special treatment because they never made him clean anything. And he even had to clean Carl's room a few times. And they never saw anything wrong with this, which is one of the problems here. Out of all of this, the big thing that that is a, a red flag to me, putting myself in in dad's position here would be that he never felt comfortable opening up and talking like, and there are a lot of comments here that are like, uh, he didn't feel comfortable because of mom and mom's response here says a lot. Him just her being just angry, not, not a, not introspective at all, not self-reflecting at all to say, what could we, what could we have done differently? Or, you know, was it something that I did? Was it something that, that I could have, changed her just getting angry and that's uh that probably does say a lot here uh now not realizing that you're going to surprise a kid by by moving him out of a room into a living room and putting a partition there because his brother didn't want to be sharing a room with phil first of all if carl had a problem sharing a room carl should have been the one to leave the room right i think we can all agree about that phil never got that choice and phil just kept his mouth shut and yeah i get it feeling like a second rate citizen now. And now when his parents or his dad is at least like, Oh, this is all just 
news to me and him listing it all out. Dad realizes it. Dad realizes it all now and, and thinks that he's right. So he just wants to fix things. Mom doesn't. Mom's like just mad. So question. Oh, it's an oh, no consequences. Okay, get it. So my son, male 28, has accused me, male 64, of treating him like a second class citizen. And now it all makes sense. And I mean, would, because the brother, Carl here, who has mild OCD and clinical depression, they just let completely do whatever he wanted. He didn't have any chores at all. He was uncomfortable with Phil being in his room. So their solution to that was kicking Phil out of the room, not letting Phil set up a different place. And and yeah, uh, this would be shocking to hear as a parent and be like, oh, f- we did f- up. We f- up hard. And letting your partner know and then just being angry about it. I understand, you know, the shock and maybe maybe her default response to shock is to get angry. But at some point, there has to be some reflection there to say, crap, we were wrong. How do we fix it? That's going to be a long road to fix, though. They stopped feeding him and they just assumed that was okay too. There's a lot that that him keeping quiet allowed to happen. And yeah, Candy Thunder, the fact that they moved his room while he was at school, while he was gone, they knew it was wrong. Otherwise, they would have done it when he was there and he wasn't consulted about it. But again, he never spoke up about anything because he didn't feel comfortable doing it. He got the Harry Potter treatment. He 100%. Okay, this would be the equivalent of the Dursleys being like, Harry, have we slighted you in some way? You don't just stop feeding them. My God. I mean, he learned to cook the stuff himself, but again, it was his his never feeling safe enough to open up and say anything that is the biggest red flag out of all of this. And mom's reaction gives you a really good indication as to why that was. Dad's dad's obliviousness here does too, but mom's angry reaction to things, I think, sheds a lot of light onto why he didn't feel safe speaking up then. And this is a Harry Potter situation. And yes, Dursley's, I don't think there's any repairing that situation now. I think it would be extremely difficult to do, but dad op here if you care enough to try to repair the situation then do it start putting in the work now the worst that can happen is that is that you do all this work and and it doesn't fix anything but you have nothing to lose here you have absolutely nothing to lose Our next story here is titled, Am I the astronaut for dropping off my stepkids with my in-laws and saying that they are not my problem anymore? My wife passed away just before last Thanksgiving. It came out of nowhere and I am somewhat broken. To make it worse, my stepkids have decided that since I'm not their father, they don't have to obey me anymore. They are teens and they have never been my biggest fans. They love their dad and I was only ever their mom's husband. However, when Dina was alive, they treated our home well and me with respect. After she died, they became assholes. Yes, I know their mom died. It sucks. But that was my wife and the mother of my children. I am also having a tough time dealing. Their parental grandparents are also shitting on me for not being more understanding of all they are going through. I have tried. I have offered them counseling. I have given them space. I have been there for them. I am at my wit's end. The last straw was when they were over there for supper last week. I said it was time to go so I could get the littles to bed. My stepkids said that they didn't want to go and that I should leave them and come back for them. It is a two-hour drive. I said no. Their grandparents said I was being too hard on them and that I should let them stay. I'm having a hard time with two small children, the loss of my wife, and two teen assholes without having my in-laws pile it on to make my life more difficult. So I did. 
I also packed up their stuff. Instead of coming back for them, I dropped off their stuff at their grandparents' house. I have two kids under five to take care of. I don't really have time to baby two teens that are just making my life harder. My house is clean for the first time in weeks. My kids are sleeping through the night. My stepkids are living with their uncle in the same city as me so they can finish high school with their friends. Everyone on their dad's side is against me. I really don't care. I was told by both of them and by their father that I am not to try and parent them. So I'm not. I actually do not have any parental rights over them. Their dad was not even okay with me being a contact for them at school. So his parents bear the contact. My wife left behind a small life insurance policy, which I will divide between the four kids, but I was the breadwinner in my house. I bought pretty much everything there for the last eight years, so now it's all mine. My in-laws are calling me an asshole for abandoning the kids, but I have two kids that need me more. The older two have a dad as well as grandparents to help them. My kids do too, I guess, but they also have me and I want them to have a peaceful home. Relevant info from OP when asked why the kids couldn't live with their dad. OP says their father works at a FIFO fly in, fly out mining camp. He has no permanent home. Their dad has never made them a priority and stopped paying child support when their mother passed away. The teenagers have their share of their mother's life insurance. It was split four ways for for all four of her children and added to their education funds. Uh, Okay, so this is a situation of mom passed away. The two teenage kids she came into the relationship with. They decided that uh, they were going to start being bigger assholes. And I say bigger assholes because OP was never allowed to parent them. OP was never allowed to discipline them. And after mom passed, dad, bio dad here said that he didn't want OP to parent his children. But he did want them to house them and pay for everything and be their chauffeur places, right? But he, he but not have the ability to parent them. No. <laughs> and then the grandparents here, the in-laws, yes, they're making life a hell of a lot harder by saying that he's being too hard on them by well, by saying that it's time to leave because their younger siblings have to get to bed. I, I mean, the position that he's in is incredibly difficult. It is a Kobayashi Maru. There is no winning here at all. But he's not their bio dad. And I wouldn't even use the term like bonus dad in this case because they never viewed him in that way. They never viewed him. They were only respectful to him when mom was alive because it was an expectation of hers from the sounds of it. So what the hell is he supposed to do? He's fighting against them here. And if dad is against him, but unwilling to to parent them and step up, if grandparents are against him, they're the one group of people that do have the ability to actually care for them. And in this case, this is a choice that the kids kind of made by default through their actions and through their behaviors. And so did the grandparents. The parents made the, the grandparents made this choice, too. And if they feel enough pain while they're there to understand that they need to change their approach and want to come back home, if that's what they view as home, then I think they'll make that change. That pain will create change. I understand they just lost their mom and they're going through shit too, but everybody in this in this world is. Everybody in their sphere is going through shit and is dealing with loss. Everyone. They can't act like they're the only ones dealing with things there. Just like OP can't act like, like he's the only one dealing with things there. Everybody is. In this situation, he was not given the ability to parent these kids. If you cannot parent these kids, then how the hell are you supposed to be responsible for raising them? I don't think you can. I don't think you can 
have them live with you and be responsible for them without having the ability to parent them. It's as simple as that. If they are going to live here, if I'm going to be responsible for caring for them, caring includes parenting. It includes it. It's an all or nothing there. You can't say that I want you to pay for them, to house them, to be their chauffeur, to feed them, to give them everything, but you will not discipline them. You can't say, you cannot give him, you cannot give him all the responsibility, but none of the, none of the tools to actually make this whole thing work. It's fun. The funny part about this is that everyone had an opinion. Everybody who, 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 had an opinion, didn't want the burden of raising them either. Dad didn't. I mean, he's got, because of his job, couldn't, but also didn't. Grandparents, they better learn because they're there now. So they're going to figure it out real quick. But man, being in his position, I think he he has to have the top priority of the littles. And I understand that his, his top priority is the littles. And I think that he made the only decision that he could make. And if they want to change and come back home, they will. And they're going to realize that they can't treat him the way that they've been treating him. And they can reach out to rebuild that bridge. They're teens. They'll figure it out. Oh, the grandparents pawned the kids on the uncle. Uh, stepkids are living with their uncle in the same city as me. So they can finish. Okay. Yep. You're right. Yeah. So they can finish school with their friends. I mean, I feel bad for these kids because they lost their mom and now they're just in limbo, right? But they have to understand that they can't just treat people like shit and then expect them to do them favors. And in this position, they were, that's exactly what it was. They were thinking that they could just treat him like shit because he wasn't, they weren't, he wasn't their real dad and mom was gone and he still had to do everything for them. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't. And this is a lesson that they have to learn in life right now. And hopefully they don't treat uncle like that or uncle's going to be like, go back to grandparents. And then they're going to have to make the two hour drive to take them to school every day and come pick them up every day. And then they're going to understand how shitty it was of them to make the statement they made in the first place about dad coming back to get them. Oof. Am I the astronaut for telling my son's babysitter not to give him any snacks? Seems like a reasonable thing. My son, five, has a babysitter, 20, that picks him up from school every day, takes him to soccer, tutoring, swim, etc., then takes him home and does homework until we get home. We were grocery shopping, and my son picked up a box of Capri Suns and asked if he could have it because it was his favorite. I asked him where he was getting it from, and he said his babysitter has bins full of snacks in her car, and he gets to pick out whatever he wants when she picks him up from school or practice. I had him point out whatever else his babysitter was giving him, and it was almost almost all processed crap. She's been giving him chocolate, granola bars, fruit snacks, bags of chips, goldfish, and applesauce. I texted the babysitter and asked her about this, and she said that my son is always hungry after school and practice, and this is easier than stopping to buy him a snack. I told her I don't want her to give him any snacks anymore, and she said she'd be happy to do that if I pack an after-school snack and send it to school with him because she doesn't have the time to take him home and grab him a snack before his activities. I told her it would only be a couple of hours, and she can just have him wait until they get home, but she said she will not be working with a hangry five-year-old for two to four hours so I could pack a snack. She could give him a snack, or she could quit. 
I told my husband about this and he said it's fine and it's not like he eats much better at our house. He gets a lot of these things as an occasional treat and that none of what she gives him is that bad. I told him I expect more for how much we pay her. She gets $25 an hour, but he still says she's doing nothing wrong. He even texted the babysitter saying to ignore me. She's doing fine and to send him the receipts for the snacks so he could reimburse her. Am I the asking for not wanting her to feed my son crap every day? <sighs> Top comment. You're the asshole. Your babysitter is feeding your child with food that she buys. If you want your kid eating something different, send him to school with an after school snack as your sitter suggested. Your opinion is that the kid should just be hungry. That's where I get lost in all of this. I'm like, hold up, OP. Your solution is to make your kid. Have you never picked up a kid from school, OP? Sounds like you haven't because you have a sitter to do all those things for you, which is great. I am happy for you. However, if you have never experienced what it's like to pick up a kid from school and knowing how hungry they are, they like it's just it's a thing. You pick up a kid from school and they're hungry immediately. Like first thing they're going to do when they get home is uh, is ask for some kind of snack or dive in and get a snack. It is going to happen. Also, if you are taking if this kid goes for straight from school to soccer, tutoring, swim, whatever, you don't think they're going to need to build up some energy for that. You're just expecting them to go hungry and to be cranky that whole time and for your sitter to just deal with it instead of bitching at your sitter. You should be applauding your sitter. Because your sitter recognized the need, went and spent her own money to be prepared to provide for your child. And your response is, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, mm, just don't just don't give him anything. It's not a, hey, I'm going to get some healthier versions of this stuff that I'd be happy to give you. That would have been the that would have been the path here. If if you didn't agree with sugar content or whatever processed garbage you thought was going on here which none of it sounds bad by the way uh, also kids kids can grow hair and like an in inches of human body by eating toast i don't know how it's amazing they can turn anything into like into growth serum it is it is wild none of this sounds terrible but if you do have a real problem with what she's giving your child then Offer to replace it with the healthy alternatives of things that you would appreciate her giving. The solution is not nothing. It's not. I don't know how mom sees that as a viable alternative here. If anything, that just signals an extreme disconnect from her child. Like you don't, your sitter is more of a mom than you are right now because she knows your child better than you do. That's a red flag, lady. And the fact that your solution was to just have your kid go hungry is another signal of a disconnect. Like you don't know what your kid's going to be like when they're hangry. And your sitter does. This seems like a control issue, not a real hunt for a solution. This is a I'm pissing on things to mark my territory kind of issue, not a I really have a problem with this. And I would I would like for my child to be eating healthier because if that were the case, she'd be substituting things, not canceling things. This is a control issue. (sighs) Well done, mom. You might have just lost a really good sitter. Hopefully. Hubby is able to uh, override you here. And uh, as much as I as I dislike, you know, the partners here working against each other, your husband is trying to save the relationship with a really good sitter. And that I do agree with. And you were out of line here. Absolutely. Where where does mom go here? It's not just. So the question is, am I the asking for telling my son's babysitter not to give him any snacks? Seemed harmless at first. It's not. Definitely not. 
She definitely could have done it differently. Definitely should have done it differently. Uh, I'm thinking at least a two here. Definitely shouldn't have done that. I don't think she's evil, but I think a different part of her is driving this decision than she realizes. Taking a trip to two, mom. Taking a trip to ask on two. Definitely should not have done this. Recognize where the need to oppose this is truly coming from. And I truly believe this is a territory issue. Because if it weren't, you would have just simply offered healthier alternatives. It's awesome that your sitter is prepared and knows your kid well enough to be able to anticipate those kind of needs. That is a great sign. A 20-year-old kid isn't gonna isn't going to have the same experience about uh about choosing healthier snacks, you know, as as a parent will who's an older adult. They aren't gonna have that same experience. If you want input, replace them. It is as simple as that. Instead, you just came off as an asshole. I you know what? Okay, uh Candy Thunder, and a lot of people here are saying I feel ask on one, you don't let your five-year-old go hungry and say that's okay. Ah, damn it. You know, you're right. So mom, in this case, we're, we're upgrading. We're upgrading mom to one because she allowed her selfishness to cause her child pain. She would rather her child go hungry than suggest an alternative or just allow this to continue. She would rather her kid go hungry. That sucks. And yeah, as much as I want to be understanding about this, yeah, it's 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 bad. Hey, it's Dusty Thunder with another Reddit story for you. This one is from the AITA subreddit, but Candy Thunder tells me it's a cake story. It's titled, Am I the Asconaut for Excluding My Niece from My Son's Birthday Party After She Ruined His First Birthday Party? Last week, I hosted my son James's ninth... Bup, bup, bup. Last week, I hosted my son James, nine, birthday party at my parents' house. I paid for and organized the whole event. We just had to use my parents' place because our house was being renovated. My parents had agreed and said they had no problems. I had invited James's closest friends from school and football club for the party and two of his cousins from his dad's side that he's very close with. James had made it clear that he wanted a friends-only party, and I was okay with it. However, the day before, my sister Linda called me angry that her daughter Ava, 11, was not invited. I tried to explain that it wasn't a party for family members. Also, James wasn't very close to Ava. She is a bit spoiled and always picks fights with James whenever they are made to play together. Linda didn't want to listen and cried that Ava was having a hard time making friends in school and it didn't help if her own cousin was excluding her. I felt sorry, but I didn't relent and Linda cut the call. She then called mom and they tried to convince James behind my back. He also said no and told me. My parents apologized and I thought that was it. Wait, the parents? Like like OP, your parents? Like grandparents? Went behind your back and tried to convince this nine-year-old kid? Oh, that's shitty. Fast forward to the party date. I have everything arranged and the party is going well. Halfway through it, Linda arrives with Ava and my parents say they'll end the party early if I don't let Ava join. Well, your parents are assholes. I reluctantly did. James was upset, but I told him to ignore her and enjoy the time with his friends. Ava tried joining the games, but would get upset and scream if she lost, and Linda would make the kids restart. Obviously, the kids lost interest and stopped playing, and it upset James. 
They tried playing football, but since Ava couldn't play, she constantly interrupted them. They went to the living room to play Xbox. Ava failed a few rounds and got angry and left. Nothing worked for her and James didn't care. After a few hours, I took the kids to cut the cake only to find Ava had thrown it onto the floor and was crying at the table because everyone was mean to her. Oh, how old is this? Oh, how, she's 11? She's 11 and threw his birthday cake on the floor because she wasn't getting her way? I can't imagine why she's having a hard time making friends. Do you think Ava's mom that it could have something to do with the fact that she's a little shit? Do you think this might have something to do with it? Possibly. This was the final straw and James started screaming at her. He called her a loser and evil and started crying because his party was ruined. Linda was upset and asked James to apologize. Linda, sit the f*** down, Linda. I stepped in and told Linda to take Ava and get out. My parents stepped in and told me James was out of line and Ava was just a kid. What? Your parents created Linda, who was apparently the 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 pre-Ava Ava, and she created Ava. Oh. I was so angry then that I just ended the party altogether and told Linda her daughter has no friends because she's a brat. I called my husband and we took all the kids to McDonald's and got a different cake for James to cut there. I took pics and posted them to Facebook as well. Since then, I've received calls and texts from Linda calling me a bitch and asshole for excluding Ava and has been demanding James apologize. My parents have berated me as well and are angry because James now refuses to speak to them. I'm not sure if James should apologize and I don't want to either. We did nothing wrong and I won't tolerate anyone ruining my son's birthday, but perhaps I shouldn't have insulted Ava. So I don't know. Am I the astronaut? Reddit voted the grandparents the biggest assholes in this story, and I would agree because they enabled all of this bullshit. Linda, you go here. I don't care if grandparents made you this way. You're an ass con one. Okay. You just are. Uh, grandparents, you're an ass con one who made an ass con one. And guess what? That ass con one created another Ascon one the Ascon family dude okay the fact that the grandparents tried to manipulate go behind your back and persuade your nine-year-old kid to allow ava to come and they did it behind your back because they knew it was wrong does make them the biggest assholes in this story it 100 percent does (sighs) they are mad at you because james won't talk to them and Linda's still saying that James need to apologize. Does Did anybody ever think that Ava should apologize for slamming this cake into the floor because she was upset that she wasn't getting her way at a party she wasn't even supposed to be at? That never came up, right? No, because the grandparents and Linda both are lazy pieces of shit who only want the easy thing done. The easy thing is someone in this pain. We don't want to have to listen to Ava, so uh, apologize. That's grandparents. They also don't want to have to listen to Linda because Linda's going to bitch because Ava's bitching her, right? Linda is like, I don't want to deal with Ava not getting her way, so apologize. And I'm going to keep at it because she's hearing it at home over and over and over again. These people are selfishly trying to end their own pain. That is enabling. That is how you create little shits like Ava, which is apparently how Linda became a little shit who created a little shit. 
And maybe grandma's a little shit who created Linda as a little shit. I don't know, but it's none of it is good. So, OP, you've got some worthless grandparents here who now have unfortunately chosen to not be a part of your life or your son's life. They did that by their own actions. He's refusing to talk to them now. This nine-year-old kid of his own volition is like, mm, nah, eh. This kid doesn't even know what no contact means, and he's gone no contact with his grandparents. And Linda, I just block her. Block her on everything. Block her number. No contact. That whole side of the family. If somebody wants to try to rebuild that bridge, there's going to be a lot of groveling to do and a lot of apologizing. And yeah, Linda, you think there's maybe a reason that Ava's having trouble making friends? Maybe. Maybe. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content, and if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the Askonauts today. Thanks again.